0: ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له we لا شريك له ولا نظير له ولا ند له ولا ضد له ولا مثل له ولا مثال له ونشهد أن سيدنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا وسندنا ومولانا محمدن عبده ورسوله أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هل يستوي الذين يعلمون والذين لا يعلمون إنما يتذكر أهل الألباب وقال تعالى وقل رب زدني علما وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا مات الإنسان إن قت عنه عمله إلا من ثلاث إلا من صدقة جارية أو علم ينتفع به أو ولد صالح يدعو له أو كما قال عليه الصلاة والسلام SadaqAllahu al-Azim Wabalagala Rasuluhu al-Nabiyu karim Wa nahnu ala thalika lamina ash-shahideen wa shakirin Wa rabbil alameen My respected elders and brothers On the 6th of April 1780 There was a young Indonesian prince That was arrested by the Dutch government by the name of Imam Abdullah ibn Al-Qazi. He was taken to the Cape of Good Hope and he was imprisoned in the island of Robben Island for approximately 13 years. Being an alim of deen and being a hafizul quran for the 13 years that he spent in jail he had written many copies of the Qur'an al-Karim from memory. Those copies of the Qur'an Sharif are still present up till this day perhaps 240 years ago this was done and he had written this Quran Sharif the, the, the wording of the Quran Sharif he had written it and he had written a many masail of deen in a form of a kitab that was written ma'rifatul ilmi Aqaid, the recognition of ilm and beliefs so this was written whilst he was still there in jail and 13 years later in the year 1793, he was released from prison and he had taken up residence in Buakap, where he had established his home, and yes, in one warehouse there he had established a little maktab, a little madrasa. As an alim of Deen and as a Sayyid from the family of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, his concern for his fellow Muslim brothers was to establish a madrasa in Cape Town and alhamdulillah he managed to establish this maktab which he ran for one year in this warehouse where children as well as adults used to come to the madrasa and they used to learn deen from him they used to learn the Qur'an-i-Kareem from him one year later the government had given permission to establish a masjid and without wasting any time he established a first masjid in South Africa which is known as Awal Masjid which is known as Awal Masjid it's still there in Bukab. A person by the name of Imam Abdullah ibn Al-Qazi, he was later known as Tuan Guru, which in the Indonesian language means Mr. Teacher. Because he was teaching these little children in a madrasah, he became known as Tuan Guru, as the teacher, and he established that madrasa. and in that same warehouse he then built a masjid. And today, alhamdulillah, that masjid is still there in Cape Town, in Bukab. Any person who is going to Cape Town will still visit that masjid, and in that masjid is a copy of those Qur'ans which he had written with his own hands. It's still preserved there in that masjid. Mawlana Taha who passed away last year. He says he personally went through those entire Qur'ans. And he says hardly one or two mistakes he found in that. That itself shows what a level of a hafiz and what a level of an alim he was. That from his memory he had written the Qur'an al Allah Ta'ala's fazl and karam This became the means of the first maktab and the first madrasa to be established in South Africa in Cape Town by the fazl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My respected elders and brothers, when we look at the history of Islam in our country, then we see that not only in our country, but all over the world, the first thing that any person was worried about when he settled down was masjid, maktab, kabristan. Masjid, Maktab, Qabristan. That wherever our forefathers went, you will see that this was their main concern that they must come and establish a masjid, they must establish a maktab, and they must establish a graveyard. A masjid, why? So that all the Muslims in the area can congregate, they can come for salah. By people coming for their salah, they will preserve the iman, they will preserve the Islam. And uh, maktab-wise, so that the little children, they get the dini ta'aleem, they learn how to recite the Qur'an, they learn how to perform salah, the basic beliefs and tenets of Islam that every Muslim is supposed to know, he will learn it here in the maktab, in the madrasah. In Qabristan, of course, if a person passes away, then we have a place where we can bury our deceased. So alhamdulillah, through the fazl and the karam of Allah, tabarak wa ta'ala, and through the efforts of our elders and our pious predecessors, we find that throughout our country, wherever we will go, we will be able to see that alhamdulillah, this masjid, maktab, madrasa, qabristan was established throughout our country. And this is what kept Islam alive in us. This is what kept Islam alive in our country by the grace of Allah ta'ala. So this uh, little primary madrasa, alhamdulillah, this is now the beginning of the year. And this week our maktabs all open, is all open. And this itself is a means of bringing a lot of rahmat and mercy of Allah ta'ala on the ummah. On Wednesday when the madrasa started, I was visiting Sheikh Abdullah's madrasa, mashallah, in town. And whilst we were there, all the children are coming from the different streets, mashallah. They're walking and they're coming in the kurtas, and in the burkas and in the topis, and the, the cloaks, and they're walking and they're coming. These little children coming to learn the deen of Allah tabarakah wa ta'ala, coming to learn the Qur'an al-Kareem, this itself is such a great mercy of Allah, that the malaika are all spreading their wings under their feet. That these are all the students of deen, these are students of Qur'an, and they're coming. Not only the malaika now have put their wings under their feet, but the birds in the sky are making du'a for them, the fish in the ocean are making du'a for them, the ants in the ant holes are making du'a for them, the animals in the jungle are making du'a for them. The whole creation of Allah, Allah is moving in harkat. These are not only the children that are moving, the whole creation of Allah is in harkat. Malaika are coming down, they're spreading their wings, the ants, the birds, the fish, the animals, all are in harkat. Why? Because these little children are coming back to madrasa, they're coming to learn the quran and kareem This itself is a very great rahmat and a very great mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And just, just, just for our information, just for our information to understand how powerful this maktab madrasa is for ourselves for ourselves as a community, and how much of mercy and rahmat of Allah it brings to our community. There's one hadith in Sunan-e-Darimi. There's one hadith in Sunan-e-Darimi where it is mentioned that young children who are coming to learn the Qur'an-e-Kareem, young children who are coming to learn the Qur'an-e-Kareem, they're coming to learn the Qur'an is a means of turning away any azab or punishment from them, from that community, from that area. So these children, when they come, the rahmat of Allah ta'ala descends so much upon that community that if there is any azab that is coming, that azab is watered away from them. Why? Because of the little children who are coming to the madrasah. And, and just to understand, two years ago we had the problem of COVID. We had the problem of COVID and many people had passed away. Allah ta'ala forgive everybody and Allah ta'ala fill everyone's qabars with nur, all those who have passed away. But, but I was just looking at one graph. I was looking at one graph at when this thing was peaking. And when it was dropping, there was a time when during the day there was like 10 janazas, 8 janazas, 15 janazas Every day you're just hearing this person passed away, that person. The burial society, Allah reward them. They were working 24-7, 24-7 people. There was nobody to go to the Qabristan. That's how many people were passing away. But when you look at that graph, just look at the dates. Just look at the dates of that graph when it was peaking. I have this, this information with me. When you look at that graphs. And you see, just look at it exactly, the time that it was peaking, it was peaking when the most amount of people were passing away and the most amount of people in hospital, it was a time when the maktabs were closed. It was a time when the maktabs were closed, the day the maktab opened, that's the day when this graph just dropped and everything just settled down. Again the madrasa closed again during the July holidays, again it peaked, it peaked again. This is a clear sign to show that this maktab madrasa, these children coming to the madrasa and learning Quran, is a means of Allah's special rahmat and mercy. We're just doing a small count in the whole Durban area. There's about 10,000 children attending maktab every day, about 10,000 children in the whole Durban area. Imagine 10,000 children coming every day, learning Quran, reading Quran. How much of mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to descend on our on our town, on our area, just because of these little children coming to the madrasah and coming to learn deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made the system that because of this little madrasah, this little maktab, our Islam is preserved, our deen is preserved. Today we all are here for Jummah Salah mashallah. We all made wuzu, we came to the masjid. We're going to read our sunnats now, we'll read our Juma Salah, our Surah Fatiha, our Attahiyat our durood e ibrahim our Surahs, our Ruku, our sajda. where we all learn this. From the malana, who will be reading the Juma Namaz, till every other person, whether he's a doctor, lawyer, businessman, normal person, whoever he is, everybody learn this in a maktab. Every person learn this in a maktab, our basics of deen. A person, he's a, he learns Bukhari Sharif when he's in the sixth year of his Alim course, but that Bukhari Sharif, he'll never be able to read it if he didn't go by the apa and learn Alif Ba in a maktab. He has to first learn that Alif ba in a maktab. And when he learns that, he'll be able to come to Bukhari Sharif or he can become a hafizul Quran later on. So this primary madrasa for us to understand that alhamdulillah now it's the beginning of the year and the maktabs have started as a parent, as a grandparent. We have to make sure that our children are going madrasa. They must be going to madrasa. No child, it must be such that the child hasn't attended maktab or he hasn't attended madrasa. We have to send every one of our children to madrasa. And we must have this figure and concern in our mind that how, where can I find, alhamdulillah, here in Mirbang. Here in Mirbang, the madrasa offers madrasa classes for all the children without fees. There's no madrasa fees charged. They, off, they offer transport to pick the children up and bring them to madresa. So we have no excuse at all. We have absolutely no excuse not to send our children to the madresa. The the madrasa masjid is offering this, the service, offering the service free of charge for the whole community of Mirbank. That whoever wants to send a child to the madrasa, they can send the children to the madrasa. And all the costs are borne by the trust themselves. Allah Ta'ala reward them tremendously for this. We as a community, we must also donate generously for this cause. For the cause of our town, our maktab, our madrasa, our masjid. We must generate, donate generously. Alhamdulillah, we can give everywhere as Pakistan and Syria and everywhere. It's good. But we start off, charity begins at home. We start off here and we start spending here in our own madrasa, inshallah. When uh, recently there was a Jamaat that came from South America, and they were busy explaining the halat and the conditions in South America. Uh, we in South Africa, they in South America. So we like neighbors as far as continents are concerned. We are in South Africa and uh, they are there in South America and they've got major issues in South America. Major, major issues. Similar situation, Muslims migrated to South America. They settled down there. If you look at the history, maybe about hundred years ago, they had settled down in South America. Natal, Transvaal, if you're looking at 150 years ago, people, Muslims came and settled down in this country. But alhamdulillah, here in South Africa, we see a whole different picture of Islam. We see a picture of Islam where Islam is strong. Islam is strong in as far as masjids are concerned, madrasa is concerned, darul ulooms, ulama, girls madrasas, Hiv's classes, jamiyat uh, halal haram bodies, darul Iftas. And you can name it the different organizations, welfare organizations, uh, uh, social welfare, so many things that are being done, alhamdulillah. And the whole world's focus is on our country, looking at how we can draw ideas and establish similar kind of structures in our country. But when you look at the history of how this country was established and as far as deen is concerned, it was because of the backbone of the maktab. Because of the backbone of the maktab that everybody's deen was preserved like this. Now in South America, a hundred years ago, when people had come and they settled down, this was one thing that was missing there. This was the missing link in South America that people came, they started their businesses, no madresa, no madresa, no masjid. Now, how it, become, it becomes so difficult for a Muslim to identify himself as a Muslim. The day of Jummah comes, even if the thought comes in his mind that I must read Jummah salah, where must I read my Jummah salah? There's no masjid. And if I have to get to read my Jummah salah, I don't even know how to read salah. I don't even know how, what's takbir et I don't know what's ruku, I don't know what's sajda, I don't know at tahiyat. So it becomes so difficult for me to practice on Islam because I haven't attended a Maktab. So now when you look here in South America, this was the missing link. And after just a few years, just a few, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, all those people who were Muslims are no more Muslims. They say, yeah, we were Muslims perhaps at some times. All have, made the, all have become murtad, all have turned away from Islam. They're all wearing crosses on their necks. They're attending churches. And they say, no, our surname is Abbas and our surname is farooq But there's no sign of Islam or Iman on them at all. And this is why, because this maktab system is not wasn't established. So Allah Taala give us the tofik that we understand the importance of this maktab system. Allah Taala give us opportunity a few years ago to go to Palestine and Jordan. So when we went there, we met with the imam of haram of Masjid Al-Aqsa, Shaykh Ali barakatuhum. a very prominent person, mashallah, he's the imam of the haram sharif in Masjid Al-Aqsa. So when we met with him and we spoke to him, his one concern was, oh, people of South Africa, Oh, people of South Africa, my request to you is that please teach us this maktab system. We in our country here as Arabs living in Palestine, living here in Masjid al-Aqsa, we don't know what's this maktab system. And as a result, our children are growing up without being able to read the Qur'an-e-Kareem. When he said this, I was taken aback. I couldn't really understand this. I Sheikh, you're saying that your children are Arabs, they're speaking Arabic... They are the people of the tongue. They can't read Qur'an Sharif. How can they be speaking Arabic and not being able to read the Qur'an-e-Karim? So he says, because there is no madrasa system where they learn how to read the Qur'an, they don't know how to read the Qur'an. See, but they are speaking Arabic. How can they not know how to read the Qur'an? So he told me you can speak Gujarati. you so can speak Gujarati. So you can read Gujarati. No, can't read Gujarati. So you see, if you, you can speak it, you can't read it. Similar, they can speak it, they can't read it. They can't read the Qur'an, Ya Kareem. Now our children are growing up, they don't know how to read Qur'an. And why? Because of the absence of this kuttab. They call it kuttab in Arabic, maktab. the maktab system. It says, in the absence of this maktab system, Unfortunately, our children are growing up ignorant of Islam and ignorant of deen. And he says, this is our fikr and concern that now how in the Arab countries, in Palestine, in Jordan, in Lebanon, in Syria, how we can establish this madrasa, maktab system, where children can come and learn the Qur'an. Allah ta'ala give us the tawfiq to be able to understand this. My respected elders and brothers, for us to understand that our children attending schools, now is the beginning of the year, so the children have attended, will be attending their schools. We must make some intizam, some preparation for them to attend the maktab as well. And the reason for this is that the children who are attending schools, what's being taught in the schools nowadays, is not like what was being taught many, many years ago in the schools. The teacher is here, he'll be able to tell us more, inshallah. Uh, there was a time when we used to go to school, and we used to just learn the basics, what we need to learn. A person will go to school and he'll learn A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But now the alphabets have changed completely now it's LGBTQIE so the alphabets also have changed in the school now it's no more what what was being what we learnt when we were young it's a whole new system that's being taught in the school and it's not just a system of of, of teaching, it's a system of indoctrination. It's a system of indoctrination where a child must come out of the school and you must think for a person to be gay or to be a lesbian is nothing. It's nothing at all. This is what's being taught to them in the school. Now, if you're not going to send them to maktab and we're not going to send a child to madresa, he's, he's not going to be able to understand what's right and what's wrong. He's going to think that what I'm learning in the school is correct. Now you see that uh, Darwinism. Darwinism is something that's taught in the school compulsorily. In the metric paper from a, from a, from a paper of about 150 questions... One student who should be 46 marks are just on Darwinism. He must explain about Darwinism. And we know that Allah Ta'ala is our creator. Allah created us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the creator. We never come from apes. We're not from apes and we never come from apes. But in that paper he has to write that. If he doesn't write that, he lose 46 marks in his paper that's out of 150. He's going to lose 46 marks because compulsory he has to learn Darwinism. Now what has that got to do with education? What has that got to do with education? We're sending the child to learn how to read and to write, how to count. That's what he needs to learn. But he's, he's being taught at all this. And, and most of the schools, atheism is being pushed into the children. So. This now brings the importance of him coming to the madrasa, learning about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, when he comes in the maktab from the beginning, from grade 1, from grade R, he's taught La il-, first kalima, second kalima, la ilaha illallah, Muhammad rasulullah, ashadwa la ilaha illallah, ashadwa Ashhadu Muhammad Muhammadan Abdu wa rasulullah. He'll be taught, Imani mujmal, Imani mufassal, amantu billah, wa malaikatihi, wa kutubihi wa rasulihi. He knows my Rabbi is Allah, my Nabi is Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa sallam by religion is Islam. I am a Muslim. This world is not my life. My life is the akhirat. My home is Jannat. And Allah is going to take me back to my home where my father, Hazrat Adam salam came from. Allah created my father, Hazrat Adam salam in Jannat. That's my home. That's my village where I came from. I'm going back there to that home of mine in Jannat. So he grows up with this. Now when he's being indoctrinated in the school with a whole lot of other thrash and with other beliefs, then he knows that, you know what, this is not my place. This is not my place. I am a Muslim. I have Iman in my heart. So with all this that's being taught, now there's a subject that's being taught in school, CSE, Comprehensive Sexuality Education. That's being taught from grade four upwards. It has to be taught in the schools. So when we went to school, we learned one plus one is equal to two. One plus one is equal to two. Now they're learning one plus one is equal to three was One boy, one girl, and then the third child. The child is coming with that now. This is stats shown in News 24 on the 6th of November 2021. The stats given in News 24 they're saying 34,000 girls in the schools of KZN were fell pregnant. 34,000 girls, 17 years and younger, from which 600 girls that fell pregnant were the ages between 9 and 10. 9 and 10 year old girls in the schools. Now, with all this, full that's being taught in the schools, you have to expect this here. You're going to expect an outcome like this year that's going to come. Why? Because you're teaching this in the school. This is being taught in the school. Our children are attending the schools. And they're learning all of this in the schools. So for this year, there has to be some kind of fikr and concern for the iman of our children that the iman of our children must be saved, and inshallah this will be saved, how? By coming here to the afternoon maktab. This afternoon maktab is an antidote for all this that's being taught, all this evil that is around inshallah, the child in the two hours of madrasa that he's coming to the maktab inshallah, he will learn his basics of deen, that will keep him strong as a Muslim, and allow him to live and die as a Muslim inshallah. For a Muslim, his success is, success for a Muslim is, that he dies with iman. He dies, Allah give us all death with Iman Allah give us all death with Iman This is the greatest thing in a life of a Muslim Is that he can die with the kalima And Allah ta'ala make it such for us That we live and we die with the, with, with the kalima With Iman inshaAllah Patel rahmatullahi Ali He used to always give this bayan He used to always give this bayan at the beginning of every year And Yisrael Mawalana's concern is to say that You know we're always worried about How many A's our children get And we're always concerned about What's their pass rate like the child has come out with very good numbers And he's got so many A's, 5 A's and 6 A's But he says more important than that is the A of Allah The A of Allah that is supposed to be imparted into the hearts of our children That is the most important A that we have to worry about So as a parent, this is extremely important for us That we understand the importance of the maktab Now, alhamdulillah, all of us here as parents It's the beginning of the year Our concern is we must send our children to madrasa, number one. Number two, the second thing is that as parents, what we have to do is we have to make sure we're sending the children to madrasa every day. We have to send the children to madrasa every day. Unfortunately, we have these complaints coming up all the time that we don't take our madrasa work seriously. If we got a dentist appointment in madrasa time, if you got uh, school homework to do, in madrasa time. If you have to go to the library, then in madrasa time. If you got tuition, then in madrasa time. And then the madrasa is affected. Why? Because we're not sending the children every day to the madrasa. So Allah give us the tawfiq that we take madrasa, very, very important. We understand the importance of it and make this near that we'll send the children every day to madrasa. Every day they must come to madrasa. Whatever other issues we've got, we'll work around it in the holidays, whatever. Sometimes the emergency is different, but we must try and make sure that the children come to madrasa every day, number one. Number two is every day we must make an effort that the children must learn the sabak at home. The children must learn the sabak at home. Normally, the teachers are complaining. They're saying that we're giving the children sabak, but they're coming to madrasa the next day without learning the sabak. Without, that means there's nobody sitting with them at home to teach them the sabak. So, Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, inshallah. If we can take this two or three points very seriously, that we try our best, inshallah, to send them madrasa every day. And number two is that to teach them the sabak every day at home. The month of Ramadan is coming now. We are almost now into the. Maybe Monday might be the first of Rajab. Allah Ta'ala knows best, inshallah. But we are coming now to Rajab. We are about two months away from the Mubarak month of Ramadan. How nice if our homes from now can already be buzzing with the Quran Ikareem. Buzzing with the Quran. Our children are sitting at home and they're reading Quran Sharif. The mother and father are teaching the children Quran Sharif. Our homes are filled with the Quran karim Our elders used to be particular about this. The Quran must be read in our homes. We must read. We can't substitute the Quran Sharif. With a, with a recording. Sometimes we play the CD. The Qur'an Sharif must be read. We all must try and read Qur'an at home. So whether it's the elders, whether it's the youngsters, the children, everyone is reading Qur'an Sharif at home. The reading of the quran Kareem, inshallah, will bring about great barakat in our homes. We try our best, inshallah, to read, read the Qur'an Sharif at home. And uh, inshallah, if it is that we give our children a good education, good dini education, they learn Qur'an, they learn Surah Yasin, they learn salah, they learn deen, then they will inshallah be a means of our entry into Jannah one day. They will be the means of our entry into Jannah one day. If the day we pass away, the day we are in the Qabristan, which we all are heading towards that direction, inshallah our children will be the ones who will come every day by our Qabr, and they'll read Surah Yaseen by our graves. Fridays they'll come inshallah to the Qabristan. It mustn't happen that they don't know anything about deen, even if they come to the graveyard, they're thinking now oh, what am I must read I don't know what to read for my father, because we never taught them, we never educated them in Islam, we never educated them in Deen. But inshallah, if we taught them Quran, we taught them Deen, even when we are in the grave also, these children of ours will be a means of sadaqah, jariah. they'll be a means of our benefit, even in the Akhirah. In the Dunya also they'll be a means of benefit to us, because in the Madrasa they are taught all aspects of adab and respect as also child comes home, how he must respect his father, how he must speak to his mother. These are all important aspects of uh, the lives of the children. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq inshallah, respected elders and brothers. The cry of the day in the beginning part of the year is, maktab has started, alhamdulillah, madrasa is being offered here in the, in, in the masjid and there's no fees that are charged. Transport is arranged to pick up and drop children off in their homes. Let's take full advantage of this. Educate our children in Islam and deen. Give them a good deeni ta'aleem. Let them learn the Qur'an. Let them live Islam. Let them practice Islam. Let them teach Islam to others also. Let them be an example for Islam to everybody. And who knows, this will be a means of drawing the rahmat, the mercy, the rada of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah will become pleased with us. Allah ta'ala will become happy with us. Wa akhiru da'wana. And Alhamdulillah